extremely messed up, but some of the best wig work I've ever seen. Direct quote from friend of the show Slim's Letterboxd about episode 55, The Baby. Bless Slim for watching this, right? He watched it uh, today, surprising everyone. I was surprised, but he... Man, when you when you can tell, you can tell when he puts in the work for something and he locks eyes with with oh, yeah. its, his victim. Oh yeah, and he won't let up. And you know, come hell or high water, he'll watch a Bat and Spider movie. Oh yeah, and he's gonna post screenshots of it all over the yeah. place, so we know God. we know what's going on. Man, thanks, Slim. Thanks, Slim. We only do it for you. Fifty-five deep. We're talking about the baby. From 1973. Uh, who directed this bad boy? Ted Post. Tommy, Tim Post. Ted Post. Director of some other fine films. Yeah. For some reason, I always think he he's that guy from the Mary Tyler Moore show, but it's not him. Maury Amsterdam? Like the dumb anchorman guy. <laughs> Isn't his name Ted? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. I'm too young to be talking about Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, Ted Knight. That's the, uh, that was the... The character. I could say a lot of other things, Monroe. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, wait, Ted Knight directed a movie? I... <laughs> <laughs> They're both named Ted, so possibilities <laughs> are there. That's old Chuck, everybody. Old Chuck. Getting them wires crossed. I'm Dale underscore A, and this is episode 55 of Bat and Spider. This movie, Dale, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know if I knew the can of worms I was opening up when I picked this. You probably w- you wouldn't have opened them if you had known. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. If I if I had watched the first five minutes, I probably would have thought better of it. <laughs> yeah, but but dear listeners, there's there's more to this movie than uh, feeling awkward. You know, well we'll, we'll, mm. we'll we'll get into it, Dale. But how, how about you? How, how's your life been? Have you watched anything? Have you done anything interesting? What's going on in Dale's head? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Open up. <laughs> you know, I wish I could say what I really needed to say, Chuck, what was on my mind. But I can say that I don't know if it's this time of year. Maybe I started complaining about it this time last year on the show, but not. I'm not congested. I can breathe through my nose, but I feel like something in there is clogged up. Yeah. And I just, I would take, if I were to ever spin this into body horror, it would be a person just shoving pipe cleaners into their nose and, 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 and just... Because doing some kind of a sick yeah. cleaning. Because you're just like, you're convinced there's something in there. I'm convinced um, there's something in there and it changes my voice more than it, my voice is already bad enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. But it's allergies, I, right? It's, I mean, it's And I can't something. hear, it's, yeah, I think it's allergies, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm, old Dale complaining. Totally. I, I'm, I'm in the same spot, but it's always, it's always my eyeballs. My eyeballs start throbbing, and I just like get obsessed. It's amazing that we've we've held on for as long as we have. <laughs> Between the really two of is. us, nobody. I, how does how is it that we egg each other on? I don't know. We're don't able know. to egg each other on when when any one of us are is ready to give up at any given time and just stop cold. Stop cold. Speaking of giving up, Dale, I had a bit of a vacation last week because I got my first uh, vaccine shot. And mm. it laid me out. I had, I had light feverish symptoms, nothing too hardcore. But what it did do was, it gave me that brain fog, 
where I just felt like an idiot for th- about three days afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also it drained my energy, but also like I, I got mild, like, I mean, they always say that people get COVID have like really bad lung problems. And it was like, I'd walk up, I'd walk down the stairs and I'd be like out of breath. And I was like, holy shit. Like, whoa. And if anything, it's like, it's reaffirmed that <laughs> it's nothing to mess with. And I really don't want to get COVID. So yeah. Like, if this was just like a taste of like the tip of the iceberg of what it feels was like, I really don't want to get it. <laughs> I really, really don't want to get it. Cause I'm yeah. a huge baby. Um, but yeah, but it, it, it was kind of fun though. Cause when I, when I like finally relent to like, even just like getting a cold or something, I, it's like the only time I can truly relax. <laughs> like when I'm right. just like, all right. I flipped that switch. I was like, all right, I'm not going to get any work done because my brain's not working. I'm just going to chill. And it's yeah. kind of nice. Had a little impromptu um, Bat and Spider watch along last Friday for the second, uh, for episode two of um, Joe Bob and the Last Drive-In. That was cool. Yeah, that was great. Um, so the movie I caught was um, Class of 1984. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there people were going wild in there like apes man it was a fantastic time it was like early 80s hardcore exploitation movie about this gang base it's like the school's rough as it is and then there's this gang that's like neo-nazi but only in one scene the rest of the time they're just horrible people and they're dealing drugs to the other students and um you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed teacher comes in and and uh notices that everybody else has basically resigned themselves into uh surviving i mean roddy mcdowell is in this movie and he's like um he's like a biology teacher Mm -hmm. yeah and he just brings a gun with him every day in his briefcase and he's just (laughs) that's just like him surviving the day and there's a scene later in the movie where he basically snaps and like like uh holds a lecture at gunpoint (laughs) because (laughs) he's just over everything (laughs) and uh michael j fox a young michael j fox is in this movie is is, uh he's just michael fox in the opening credits wow and this movie was an absolute blast and and joe bob uh you know the what he did for the movie as well was just 100% improvement on you know the the facts and the, uh, about the the director and everything that was surrounding this movie mm. and stuff i highly recommend uh class of 1984 and if you can watch the last drive in version i definitely recommend that and this was a there was no guest right this was this was you got pure uncut joe bob right it was pure jb oh man that's the best i mean i love when he yeah. has a guest on but i love when we just get pure Joe Bob. Just now, yeah. is this movie? Does this have? Does the one bad kid say "teacher, teacher" in this movie? Teacher, teacher. Because I'm trying to remember if I've. I might have seen at least half of this movie. Um, but I remember that line because this podcast I listened to, the best show, Tom Sharpling would always say "teacher, teacher." He'd always. I think he was always talking about this movie. Um, but yeah, maybe I maybe I saw the sequel because there's a sequel, right? Yeah, there's a class of 1999. Yeah. Um, and apparently, st- I think Stacy Keach is in it, and they're teacher robots in that. <laughs> I really want to see it, wow. but I, it is it sounds way different than this one, but it's still the same high school it takes place in. 
Yeah, I, I got to see this, even if I have seen it before. I'm, I'm I'm ready. It sounds it sounds right up my alley, actually, for what I'm interested in right now. Bad yeah, kids, Chuck, high school I'm family. telling you, you would love this movie. You yeah. would love it. Um, and the movie that uh, JB was watching before I tuned in, I caught the last like ten minutes of the movie Audition, which was oh yeah. <laughs> I almost I saw like when it Chuck. I was like playing with the idea of watching the last drive in that night, but then when that came on, I was like, one, I was not in the mood for audition, but two is like I I do really want to watch that movie, but I didn't I don't think I wanted it the last drive in uh experience with that one oh, for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. So it, that kind of like I was like, yeah, maybe I won't watch tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't audition and just something else equally as yeah. Like old boy or something which I've never seen but same vibes I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um also I I shouldn't talk more because I'm going to edit it out, but I watched that HBO original movie called The Late Shift. Oh, Chuck, which I saw that on your Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah. I I remember yeah. watching this when it came out. Do you? Oh yeah. I yeah, yeah. I only remember like the marketing hubbub around this movie when it came out. Like I remember the push that it was getting because it <laughs> yeah. was such a big thing at the time. It was huge. It was. And, and it feels like this movie came out, you know, hot on the heels of of the Leno Letterman thing. Yeah. Coming oh, out. Oh yeah. It, it was like it happened and then they were like, "All right, we're making a movie." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh it was I mean, it was I liked the movie and it was if it was anything like what actually happened, it was, it was, they did an okay job making a movie yeah. from what was basically, you know, negotiations and contract signings, right? Like there was some drama surrounding it all. And yeah. the biggest amount of drama was the executive producer who was Jay Leno's partner, Ellen Kushner, I think her name was. And oh, she yeah. was like a real bee buster hard A at the time. Played by, uh, what's her name? What's that? Kathy Bates. Yeah, plays. Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that that was probably the most exciting like drama in the movie. But otherwise, it was you know it was almost boring enough to know that's how it really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, it was it was a good enough watch. And and the two guys who played Letterman and Leno sold it enough to where I thought it was Letterman. And yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was Letterman and Leno, but I didn't. It didn't take me out of the story. Yeah. Did to he, see like this grotesque Leno on screen. <laughs> did they have like a, did they give him a fake chin, the Leno guy? Oh, dude, this <laughs> fake chin was, I don't know if anybody could have ever pulled it off uh, ever. So I he did his best him. try. I feel like the actor they got was too skinny too. Like he looked like super weird in my, the image I have in my head, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, he looks, he, he also looks super weird because just like Jay Leno, he wears like jeans and denim jackets. <laughs> yeah. So it's just he's just like all denim, double yeah. denim, as our, denim. as Dirk Feelgood would say. <laughs> oh man, that's great! It, so that, I recommend that man. That movie and was did TNT make both these the um, the Steve Jobs story with Noah Wiley? I feel like that oh. was that same era, dude. Yeah, that was like ninety eight, yeah, something like that. I love that movie, oh, Pirates so of Silicon Valley. Maybe later, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Pirates of later. Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Played Bill Gates. Yeah, I oh, love I that Steve movie. Jobs. <laughs> My favorite. The only part I remember, I was super hyped on it because I was like a teenager 
like for some reason our family had a Mac when nobody had Mac. So oh yeah, yeah. I was like drinking the Kool-Aid way too early. I'm TJ and this is the story about when my family, the Martinettis, brought home a computer. I remember the scene, like it was like the 60s scene where Steve and all his friends drop acid and it was like, I think they play like Jimi Hendrix on the soundtrack and it's just like Steve lies on the floor and there might be a shot of some tie-dyed stuff and the, the camera just swirls. It was like, I just remember it being like the cheapest like way to show like an acid trip and it looked so, <laughs> it was like so dumbed down and stupid. This is like, this is yeah. so dumb. Even even as a teen, like at the, you know, a young teen, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. I should I should see if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah. Oh, and Wozniak. I want it. Man. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, what about you, my man? I broke down last, I think it was last week or the week before, and I bought the Andy Milligan box set from Severn. Um, I just kept seeing the posts of it, you know, we're almost sold out, we're almost sold out. Like, and I, I, I didn't buy the Al Adamson set, and I still regret that. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you can't find that. And now it's like a billion dollars in eBay. Um, so I talked oh, my, no. I, I talked myself into buying this one and you know what? I'm glad I did. Cause it, it shouldn't have told me that <laughs> it's substantial. Well, it's too late now. It's gone Dale. So you're off the hook. Mm. It's sold out. <laughs> okay, good. That saves me. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think I convinced myself cause it's like, y- you look at the prices on eBay and it's like, well, if I'm ever hard up, like I can just flip this thing. Like it's, n- it's not going to lose its value. There's going to be some <laughs> maniac who wants this stupid thing. Um, so it's an investment deal, but anyway, so right. it, it came pretty quick. Uh, and it's, it's a substantial box set. It's very heavy. Um, it's all cardboard. Like there's no silly DVD plastic cases in it. It's just, uh, just sleeves. Um, it's a ton of movies. It's got a, like 120 page booklet with it. It's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and I watched the ghastly ones from 1968. And this is like, it had another name. I think it was also called blood rights. They renamed it, I think for the VHS release. Um, but it's like, it's about a family. It's, I, I sort of like likened it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it's a family of, not a family of freaks. There's one freak, but everyone else is kind of effed up. Um, it's sort of that crossed with the classic, uh, in order, like old man dies and in order for everyone to get their payment out of the will, they have to go spend the night in this creepy house, you know, like that Mm -hmm. usual old setup that has been used a lot. So it's sort of that. And also Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it all takes place in like an Island, like just off of New York. And it's set in the Victorian period. Um, but like this house is like, they're the only people left on this Island. And it's like these two sisters, I think. And, and a really dumb guy who's like sort of the monster of the piece and he's like he's very slow he's got disgusting teeth he's got a hunchback like there's a scene of him just eating a rabbit that he found in the grass (laughs) it's it's insane but it is uh it was fun it was uh it's like um trying to think of a good way to to talk about it (laughs) 
it's it's i don't know if i'm ready i'm not i feel like i'm not an expert on uh uh andy milligan yet um but man he every everything i learn about him i'm just more and more fascinated uh like this movie was clearly supposed to be like a sex movie like it was supposed to be like a proto porno um and i did i watched some some of the behind the scenes stuff on the disc and it's like they were shooting basically a porno, but then they decided like the marketing guy showed up. He's like, no, you're, this is going to be a horror movie. You're basically making a horror movie. So they, they like sort of changed course and then did all this like amazing, disgusting Herschel Gordon Lewis level, uh, gore effects. Yeah. And it's like really shocking the stuff they show. Cause it's 1968. So it's, it's still oh. like, you would only see this like on 42nd street. Like it's, it's, you know, but it like even looking at it now you're like holy shit like someone put this in a movie in 1968 um whoa even though it's like like there's a lot of hands like rubber hands getting lopped off like <laughs> constantly <laughs> i think i think it was like their favorite trick on the movie um but it's a uh, it's it's awesome it, i'm i i just the, this is my second uh milligan and i i just can't wait to watch more i'm oh I'm, wow i think i'm on board Wherever, so jealous, Chuck. wherever I am in my life, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for this. This is this is the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this this disc has a also it has a Frank Henenlotter does the um <gasps> the uh what do you call it? The commentary track. Frank does it with uh with one of the actors. I think they recorded it like probably in the nineties, but it's right. I listened to a bit of it and it is amazing. Frank is just laugh yucking it up they're just like having a, a gay old time yucking it up and talking about andy milligan and stuff it's pretty great oh god chuck um chuck remember as you were talking about this movie i went on to severinfilms.com to see if it was available <laughs> yeah and it is available oh it is uh-oh it's back in stock i swear i checked when it arrived and it was sold out they must have found more so do you Uh-oh. should i i Uh-oh. am i live buying this live on the air chuck because now <laughs> i don't know i don't know right, i mean i added it to my cart i added it to my cart. i'll just I'd, put it on a card i'll just put it on a card i don't want to be responsible no chuck uh, but like no, i said I, dale i get you chuck i'm seeing what you're saying like right said, now chuck you can just throw it up on ebay and it like it never happened you know this is my way <laughs> tripling my investment oh my god my god i'm so uh, you sicken me but i I, adding to my existing order god i'm so disgustingly upset with myself but but you know what like the uh, the dopamine Mm. the adrenaline Mm. i'm riding right now because i'm live on the air even though this could all be edited out at any time putting yourself to it it was uh what's his name's birthday john water's birthday so i watched um multiple maniacs on his birthday yeah I saw that. It was great. It's, uh, this is even before, this is, I think the one before Female Trouble, which we watched, or maybe two before. It's Divine being Godzilla, basically. I mean, I think I, my review was just, it's the third best Godzilla movie, because it, (laughs) spoilers, it ends with her just basically, like, roaming the streets in a crazed state, like, chasing people around and causing destruction. (laughs) Like, I think they were literally like, all right, let's end this movie like a Godzilla movie. Until she gets shot by like a a band of soldiers in the streets of Baltimore. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was good. 
That's amazing. I um hold on, Chuck. I'll be right with you. I'm still purchasing this uh, box set. I'm I'm really <laughs> buying this box set now because you had to open your trap. I'm so sorry. Because you know what? It could maybe it's only available because somebody it's canceled true. their order and it's only available it's in true. this 15 minute window. You know, I gotta I gotta get on this. Yeah, because I already because I I remember the day it came i saw it said sold out and then i like went to ebay to see and i saw like someone just sold one for like 240 bucks and i was like well there it is it's over <laughs> and my existing order oh, <laughs> oh my all God. right it's done yeah oh wow live on the air severin we love you let's get into the topic of the show the baby 1973 directed by ted post the baby is about a welfare worker named ann who becomes obsessed with an adult man who has the intelligence of an infant. <laughs> this face. Oh God. Already. <laughs> I can't even get through I this can't. description. Uh, she goes head to head with the man's powerful mother and his two loyal sisters in a bid to take the titular baby for herself. Yeah, this is the baby, Dale. Get ready. <laughs> Pull your diapies on. I. This is... Um... This is not a real movie, <laughs> Chuck. This is some sort of, I can't, what we just watched is just beyond me. And also, I need yeah. it again, but also I'm completely repulsed yeah, by it. It is a strange mixture of, it feels like a made-for-TV movie. Like, there, it's so devoid of style. Yes, dude. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way either. Like, it's it's actually very much of the time. It's like a very early 70s feeling movie, but it it's very much so a TV movie, you know? Like, like everything is staged and everything's so a matter of fact that there's this TV movie quality. Like, the, you know, um, it's that mixed with, I don't know if it was one of the writers in this movie or Ted Post. I, I can't help but think someone had a fetish about, you know, I mean... I've watched Cinemax uh, late at night. I've seen these documentaries um, yeah, sure. of men who want to be treated like babies. <laughs> uh, maybe mm-hmm. there's women like that too. I, I don't know. Uh, I, cu- I couldn't get that. It, it was hard to get that out of my head of this was somebody's um, fetish that they, and it, especially at this time, like, I mean, it must've been so taboo that like, like for them to like somehow sneak oh, this yeah. idea into a movie that, and and have the movie be about it almost like amazing yeah it was <laughs> Props I mean, to it, them. It, it probably just made man it just made man babies <laughs> yeah. even hornier because it slipped through because, the because uh, i mean cuz i was like well is it a guy like like that's what my biggest fear about watching this was like okay is it is it like about a man who's pretending to be like a baby um yeah, but to my surprise, yeah. I mean they they never drop that curtain. It's it's the way they play it in the movie is that he's just you know he has the intelligence of an infant and he still is treated and acted like a baby. I, you know, <laughs> and by the just going by the movie yeah. poster, it's just and obviously a, a, an adult person f- trying to squeeze inside of a crib because the legs are hanging out the top <laughs> yeah. and. The the axe is in the the person in the yeah. crib's hand, so I was like, "Is this some sort of mutated like uh, 
Is this um, what of mice and men? Is there a person with super low intelligence yeah. is just like murdering people because he doesn't know any better? What is going on yeah. in this movie? And then the credits roll, and the the welfare worker is looking through <laughs> snapshots of what first yeah. is a baby, <laughs> and then it's presumed to be it's this is just a picture of a snapshot of the baby's life yeah. and then it's a man still who's being a baby, a baby yeah. in the pictures Diapers, whole thing yeah i think that was you first you texted me right just even as the credits rolled i think you were like i can't believe I, this yeah i was like i can't i can't with this movie the credits yeah the the I credits know. is just enough to be like what am i about and to you watch? know what i gotta give them credit they 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 really, they do a lot with this character, Anne, who's looking through them. Like, we don't even really know who she is yet, but, like, they show her looking through these photos, and then her mother-in-law comes in, and, like, I don't know if she says anything, but there's a lot of, like, unsaid mystery. Like, there, there's a part of this whole thing that's a mystery that they don't reveal till the very end. Um, but I did like how they they played with that and kept, you know, dropping, not really hints, yeah. but, like, slowly letting you in as to what is going on but but it's also like you know the poster is a total bait and switch like it's not about a murderous man baby at all <laughs> the man baby almost becomes background at a certain point to the story like he's basically yeah. an object for this this war between women basically i mean and it's it's he's he's a total yeah right Exactly. I'm just going <laughs> to reiterate what you just said, right? So good podcasting, Dale. Um, it's amazing how this baby, I don't want to say it breaks character because he's not, I mean, it, he. this guy who acts as the baby, he he's never been ra raised yeah. to know better or to develop. Like through the use of negative reinforcement with like cattle prods and stuff, he's basically been kept at infant level. Like so as soon as as soon as this person started to develop yeah. mentally and physically, they kept him down in 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 uh infantile level of growing by negative reinforcement, which made him never want to do Never want to get prodded by a cattle prod. So, how about that cattle prod scene, though, Dale? It was. I mean, it was like something from uh, you. You would see in a in a meat house. If if I wasn't already sold, I think the uh, the babysitter scene might have been right before the cattle prod scene, but. Both of those sort of like nailed home that this getting over my feelings of like feeling weird about a man baby <laughs> and like watching him writhe around mm -hmm. and like they put the baby sounds in his mouth. Like it's, it's, oh my God, <laughs> it is, there is just something unsettling about it. Like, you know, the, the entire the whole time. time, anytime that man baby was on screen, it was. I just wanted to scream the, at all the other characters. It's like, look at him. It's a man baby. Yeah. The, 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 in the beginning, first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, there is, I mean, the baby's in a chair and they're feeding him like baby food jam. <laughs> and he, and the baby is just like smacking his lips and he's got jam all over his face. And I couldn't, 
I all I mean I I wanted to hit stop <laughs> and I wanted to buy the DVD simultaneously. I know. Yes, it, it is a it's a feeling of disgust, but also give me more, mother. I know. <laughs> Lotion up my legs, yes. mother. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> this this like salty horsed. Oh, in the throat, mom, mom smoking cigarettes and lotioning this baby's <laughs> man thighs <laughs> as he writhes around. I was this scene. I was like, it's <laughs> like, where is this going? Uh, I thought we were going to get a whole montage of of other things <laughs> that they do for this kid. Um, I'm kind of glad it's oh my god the, the leg lotioning. What was the reasoning? Because he doesn't walk. They were like. They, they had to lotion his legs so they didn't like atrophy or something. <laughs> Some dumb thing. Yeah, that's what, like, what are they putting? Tiger balm on these kids' legs? <laughs> like, it's, it was the stupidest sounding thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I know you would lotion a baby's legs because they get dry, but. Um, yeah, but it was scenes like that where I was like, this is, whoever had a hand in making this clearly has oh. a thing for this. Like, they, they were I, play acting in their mind's eye by mm-hmm. somehow getting a movie made about this. <laughs> And by the time, so by the time you see the baby being fed, by the time you see uh, the the mom lotioning this baby's legs, and we keep saying baby because the baby doesn't have a name. The baby's name yeah. is, it's called baby. Which was just infuriating. Like, I hate, I was like, he has to have a name. Yeah. Like. Right. You, you have to give the baby yeah. a name before yeah, you leave the they hospital. they won't let you leave the hospital, right? Like, without a name, right? I mean, I don't know, but. Right. Yeah, that's that, part of the deal. True right? now, maybe because of this movie. Yeah, yeah. maybe because of this movie, the <laughs> the hospital changed un- worldwide laws. <laughs> After they show this yeah. baby lip smacking on jam and getting his legs lotioned, Chuck, yeah. to honest to God, there's a scene with a, a babysitter that's just as old as baby. Whew. Yeah, and. The and there is a diaper changing scene that I mean I thought they were going to show hairy man ass or like man yeah queen. I know but to, I mean to think of like a grown man and his load in his pants <laughs> I forgot but they like because I, I, I was so shocked at what happens after uh the yeah the diaper what, yes, change right, i forgot yeah, about yeah, the right, diaper right, right. change oh my god yeah because he he wakes it, up crying because he peed himself and she comes in he and, went wee wee in his yeah <sighs> my god i i mean i my heart i couldn't wait for my kids to stop being babies this is a baby that's been a baby for 30 years you're changing adult dumps i know <laughs> I, you know, I love my kids. I love babies. I love that they were babies. I love... I mean, the amount of times they had to just... They probably just keep the windows open all the time to waft that out. That smell. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just... Oh, my God. oh my God, yeah. Oh, it's the only oh. way, Chuck. Well, a box fan facing out. <laughs> yeah, but the box fan in the in window. In the window. Facing out, yeah. Yeah, facing out. <laughs> um, after, So they don't show any man no. A or man D in the diaper changing scene, but then the baby's whiny because he's unsettled. Yeah, he, he woke up. Um, so baby wants, <laughs> he wants to play, right? There's something baby wants to play, but he's very fidgety. Like, what are you trying to, what do you want baby? Yeah. I can't guess what you want. Do you want to play? What do you really yeah. want? A baby bot. You want to feed yes. baby wants to feed. Maybe he'll just start nuzzling his face into the babysitter's chest. Oh my god! 
Should we even talk just, about just, it? I just I'm going to leave in ten minutes of silence with one pin drop somewhere in the middle to see if you can hear. But it, they don't show anything. But that's just take from it what you yeah. will. That's it. I mean, it's just move on mm-hmm. to the next scene. But well, goddamn, I mean, she gets she does not get away with this uh, perceived injustice uh, because Mama comes home. <laughs> What the hell do you think you're doing? We were just rolling around. Nothing really happened, honest. Nothing happened? With your damn titners, nothing you call that nothing. Lying bitch! I could not imagine the wave of feelings that that babysitter had. Like, first succumbing to this sick sick thing with this man baby (laughs) suckling on her. Yeah. But then... (laughs) But then in like yeah. like a page turn, she's being beat up by the this grizzled mom, mother hen, like just being slapped. Silly. Yeah. Like imagine being right. <laughs> like, like you just got like effed like two ways, like, and it, you know, and then you're just like thrown out on the street by the daughters. Like, I think, I unless know. they killed her in the backyard, yeah, they, I don't know. Oh yeah, they very well yeah. could have. I mean, they had it in them. Um friend of the show uh, itunes in our discord i'm not a, i'm not sure exactly why but i felt incredibly uncomfortable through the whole thing <laughs> well i i believe we're uh, telling you why the welfare worker the social worker is determined to prove that baby so the, the, i mean she's on to the family because they're keeping this kid down they're keeping this 25 year old yeah. man in in the mind of a baby and he can't develop because of negative reinforcement because he's the way he's treated. And she is determined to make things happen. And she first tries with reason to get the mom to take up to a, a special school for kids and uh, and then some. But obviously the mom is very belligerent and unwilling to listen to reason. Yeah, very protective of her, her baby boy. When you do something, Mama, you sure don't screw around. I'm glad you brought up Anne, the main character, because like, there's also a um, they do a pretty good job of of telling the viewer like Anne, like she seems very kind hearted. She's like a really good well welfare officer, but there she mm-hmm. is. We can tell that there's something else in her head because she she actively seeks this case out, like. And gets it uh, uh, on her docket or whatever. Like she, there's a reason that she really wants to be here and to work with this family. And she's like, they make a point of like saying, like the family's always like, boy, you sure show up here a lot. Like you've been here three times this week. We didn't see our last caseworker. You know, we saw them like every six months. Like you're here a lot. So like they're they're definitely like pushing us. Like there's something you know who we think is the good guy in this. Like they're they're alluding to what you know they're slowly building us up to what happens in the end um they're slowly building but also in a way that i didn't see it coming because yet she's like at one point she's like looking at uh, a slideshow of her husband yes which is very random and creepy but the fact that she's paying so much attention to the babe to the baby i'm like because this baby needs help this baby yeah. needs, and this is the only person that gives a damn in the world yeah. that baby Wadsworth needs. So I was completely fooled. <laughs> and looking back, even the beginning scene where her husband, you know, gives her a kiss on the cheek, totally innocent now looking back at like, you know, 
Like at that point. <laughs> yeah. Pl- the plan is already in oh, motion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um so <clears throat> I what to make things even creepier and out of left field, Jermaine, the horny sister, comes and rapes baby. I mean, we don't see anything, but she definitely climbs in the crib. Oh my god! I blanked that scene out. I forgot about that, dude. It. I oh. was. I like this. It was. I. I mean, my stomach was oh churning. I had just god. like I. I paused the movie to like get lunch, <laughs> and I had like leftover gnocchi yeah. from a rest an Italian restaurant, and I was just complete. Like my stomach oh. was just like. In, in knots, I felt weird oh. eating lunch. Man, I think I think I blocked that scene out like immediately. I think I re- Dude, I remember oh. watching it now and being like, I kept telling myself what was happening on screen over and over again because I think I wasn't. I was like, is this really happening? <laughs> like I was in disbelief, like so much so that I was like, I think I just like f- filed it away because I was like, that's insane. Yeah, because because it's not I can't real. Because they put it's that not, in there, it didn't happen. Um, right? It didn't. Also, happen. No, I think I had no a crush on Jermaine. And I didn't want her to be like that. So I know, right? I mean, we should talk about this family. There, this by far was my favorite aspect of this movie was the mother and the two daughters. They're like, they're I say daughters, but they were like adult adult daughters. They were, uh, you know, maybe in their twenties. So we have yeah. um, Jermaine and uh, they had great names. What was their name? Uh, Alba. Is it Alba. Alba. Yeah. Alba. Jermaine. And these two, like, they were like, I mean, they... They were beautiful uh, names. Yeah. And they were beautiful women, like... <laughs> they were, yeah. Uh, Alba in her, like, short shorts, cattle prodding her little brother. That was, I mean, that was off the wall. Um, and Jermaine, she had this amazing, like, I think you described as helmet hair. And which yeah, got even yeah. better during, there's a party scene at the, uh, in the last half of the movie where she teases it. And she just looks, and oh she puts his makeup on. She looks like she could have been like a horror host. She, I was just like smitten with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not only is she incestuous, but there, there's also this point where she corners the um, the social worker outside, the welfare worker, and kind of comes on to her. And she's like, and what do you, she's like complimenting her on her clothes. And then she's like, hey, do you enjoy physical activity? <laughs> Which was like, I think I wrote that oh, as my favorite my line in the movie. But she was like clearly Whoa. coming on to the social worker, like wanting to like go on a date or something. And Man, she was in all kinds yeah. of stuff in the scene. She was, she's in the scene. She's in it. In the scene. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. But that's where we got more information about uh, her husband and how her, the the welfare worker's husband is injured or something, you know, like. He, right. Like somehow we find out he had an accident and. He's not he dead, and he, that's why he's not at the yeah, party. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not. Yeah, exactly. And and you see the husband at the beginning kiss her mm. on a cheek as they're going through photos of a grown man, <laughs> baby, and you know, and then it's just the the mother in law in the house with her, yeah. and he, she's going through a slideshow looking at like the husband on a boat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on a sailboat, and. And that's it. And then she says, you know, he's had an accident. So maybe like off off screen, maybe he had an accident. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll see. He's not. I, I honestly thought the, the guy was dead and she was lying about something. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. Uh, um, but oh, but what I was so saying, the, this family, like they had very much, they had like 
the this mom and the sisters, it was like uh, witch coven vibes that I was getting. Like it was like yes, they were because they were like they were just so. All, I think all three of them were so confident, and they were they were very protective of the family u- unit. They were very protective of their mm-hmm. brother, and I just loved this energy. Like I wanted, I yeah. wanted another movie. Like I wanted a sequel with just them, like getting in a van and just tearing up the country. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I love this. I mean, I felt like the for between the three of them, they were capable of anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as they had their mind to it. Now, I mean, mother, the mom ruled with a bit of fear, but I mean, they were all on the same page at all times. It was crazy what they were, what they did accomplish and what they could accomplish. Like the way they were just sharing. Yeah, you're right. The same energy in the whole movie. I loved it. I loved, I loved everything about them. They were like soldiers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they were just like, they just had great looks. Like they were just so... Like I love, and like they're together all the time. And like they even, when they mm-hmm. do go out, when they need a babysitter, they were just going out together to get Chinese food together. Like it's just like this very insular like situation. I loved, I loved everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's the whole party scene, which is amazing. Party scene is amazing and skeevy as oh, hell. That guy and that, that hits on Anne. Yeah. And says, he like compliments her skin. She's like, what are you, a dermatologist? He's like, hi. I'd like to pay you a sincere compliment. You've got beautiful skin. Don't tell me you're a dermatologist. No, just a skin freak. <laughs> just sent me out of the room. I, I was like, oh, this guy. No thanks. What? I mean, it felt like this guy was like, they took, they went back to production and did some reshoots <laughs> or something because... It's not like he had anything to do with the plot yeah. at all, but he he consumed so much of this party scene. It it, it just that, occurred to me that it's like it, it's one of the few male energies in the movie. Like aside, like there's yeah. ends like bosses and like the psychologist, but he's like one of the few that are like in the mix for a few minutes. And he's yeah, he's certainly the most like overbearing yeah. in terms of that. Yeah, but I like how um, Alba just like sort of like could could lead him around by his hand like, had him totally like he was like a threatening presence but she had total control of him i loved like and that mm-hmm. added to the whole witchiness of them like like he you know he was kind of a threat but not really <laughs> yeah right as long as you knew how to yeah. handle him and alba did like alba had that strength and that energy yeah. in her and so this this party scene, they invite the social worker back to this party scene uh, under false pretenses, but basically they want to kidnap her and kill her and get her out of the yeah. picture. And things don't go as planned, somewhat thanks to Baby's help, but Baby's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's still not like Baby's rescuing or anything. He's just like, happens to, happens upon... Um, a kidnapped social yeah. worker because you know mom's headspace isn't isn't in the in the right place to be following around our toddler her infant because yeah. um you know baby has full roam of the house during this party <laughs> scene when mom's trying to like get late early 70s i guess i don't know yeah i mean hell yeah um baby's knocking over uh pickled eggs in the basement just licking up the juice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That was giving, that was giving me, that was a horrifying scene. Him just, he kept licking his hands after touching the juice. I was like, no. Canned pickled (laughs) eggs. My God. (laughs) Um, But it all, it all culminates like 
and gets free and she takes baby and goes back to her own house um and the witch family figures this out and they end up they're like all right we know where you know she didn't call the police obviously uh, or else they'd be here right now so we 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 mm-hmm. figured out she wants baby for herself um so they uh they go to her house and this is like the one scene that they could have fucking cut 10 minutes out of this movie because it felt like <laughs> they were entering this house for for 10 minutes it felt like did it yeah, am i crazy were, they were infiltrating no you're not crazy they were infiltrating <laughs> for a long hot one yeah. man it was with like zero yeah, communication with each other like right three yeah, of them yeah, yeah. doing different tactics and not like telling each other what they were doing i was it was driving me crazy <laughs> first one like alba walks in or jermaine i forget yeah. which one it is but before she even breaks into the house she's got her purse with her i'm like what is going <laughs> does anybody has nobody done this before no but after she breaks into the door she like pulls a gun out of her purse and then she just throws a purse on the ground Ugh. it's like you know like you're just messing up all I kinds know. of ways here dog. and it was frustrating because they were they were painted as so confident and like they knew yeah. what they were doing so it was like it was like oh she wouldn't just throw her purse like i don't know <laughs> yeah but we had to get to the ending um yeah so it basically culminates in this big meetup in this house and ends up killing alba and Jermaine uh by stabbing and then mama comes in and there's they have it out throughout the house uh it's a big to do but finally they yeah um, and along with her mother-in-law, uh, disable uh, the baby's mom. Yeah. And before the mother-in-law is about to deliver the the killing blow, Anne is like, "No, it's it'll be better this way if she's still alive." And oh they proceed God. to drag all three out into the backyard to the swimming pool that's been under construction the whole movie. Yeah, uh, and they just bury her Brilliant. dead daughters and the mother alive uh, in the dirt. And then I guess the next day they put a pool in. <laughs> and then, then, yeah, the next day the workers come to s- spray gunite yeah. into the hole in the ground. To, uh, I mean, I just love like the mother-in-law. You never know what her story is, but she's, you know, she's just know. there to like take orders and like be with her daughter-in-law. I'm like, why are, th- why do they have such a good relationship? Yeah. Do they live together? These two, you know? And then we, um, but then they do the reveal, Dale. We see what all this was in service of was uh the mother-in-law's son and Anne's husband he did have an accident and he seems to be an adult man baby himself now uh. and he's in a room with a crib playing with blocks and Anne brings in his new playmate baby were you lonely all by yourself last night sweetheart i know wifey loves her big baby husband yes hey look who's here Look, it's your playmate. He's coming back. And now he can stay with you always. Come on. Come on, baby. Say hello to Roger. Yes. You do like each other, don't you? Always do. Oh, my two big men. Hey, we're just a minute. And she kisses both her big little men on the lips. Uh, cut to them playing in the <laughs> cut to them playing in the freshly uh uh laid pool uh and the end I know <laughs> just swimming above his dead family 
I know. Oh my god. Oh. Never in my life. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I did not I, see it coming. I di- I don't think I saw that coming. I didn't. I I knew something was. I knew the husband was going to make an appearance somehow. I knew. I didn't know if it was okay. going to be like a psycho mom situation where he's like dead. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I kept thinking that somehow baby was her husband and she was getting him back somehow. Like, which I mean, oh, there's there's yeah. no reason for me to think that, but. I was like right. trying to figure this out and it was it was an interesting ending deal. I mean <laughs> I the what yeah. I like about this is that no it was like everyone was a villain. Like the like the person we thought was going to be the good guy gets flipped and they are just the more murderous party. Um Mhm. And you know, you're I mean, I was already on the the family side because I love those women. <laughs> I was just like enthralled by their energy, and I wanted to hang out at that house, that weird fucking house, and take tennis yeah. lessons with Alba. I I had a, a a stupid thought at one point when they were met talking about the uh, the pool almost being finished. I'm like, this is all going to end when baby drowns in a pool because he gets in the pool. <laughs> that's how I yeah. thought it was going to end. Oh, that's <laughs> like, amazing because that's the worst nightmare you know yeah. for anybody. Yeah, she's yeah, she's um, like, well, tell the workers not to pour it yet. We're <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, mother in law. We've got some business to do there yet. I know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, and and to think back at like that's why they were building the pool to begin yeah. with. Yeah. So they could bury bodies underneath of it, which is brilliant. brilliant. Like, <laughs> you're not. It's amazing. It's disgustingly amazing. Yeah. Um. Friend of the show, Print Huffer, thank, uh, age gaps between actors and their roles will often take me out of a film. Thankfully, in this case, 32-year-old David Mooney possessed enough acting chops to convincingly portray the suckling, the suckling, suckling titular role of a 21-year-old man, baby. 32. He was 32? Oh, my God. Nuts. I love this movie. I hated this movie, but I love I know. this movie. I think I loved it, Dale. I Yeah. Yeah. Like watching it, you're like, turn it off. Like it, it's it's hard yeah. to swallow at first. It's it's really hard to swallow. Yeah, it's, but but man, I got I, caught you know up what? in it. Yeah, I think by the end and the twist ending, it made me forget, like you. I mean, you you literally like physically blocked it out of your brain. <laughs> yeah, I completely but forgot. But I forgot that. about all the disgust yeah. that had just went on. And 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 not so many like it wasn't graphic in any way. It was just this yeah. the the insinuation of everything was disgusting. Yeah, and that's what it's it's almost that made for TV vibe. Like it's like they showed you know, they hinted heavily at incest, but it was so, it was also so matter of fact, and they just never brought it up again, <laughs> that it it was just like, yeah, did that happen? Right. Like, it's, it's just like, man. Yes. It wasn't like the overarching, like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't enough to convince you that the family's like really twisted. Yeah. And, and it wasn't enough to convince you that this is why baby's the way he is. Yeah, and It was just like thrown in yeah, there. Like it's not part of Anne's crusade. Like she doesn't think he's being like sexually abused or anything. Right. Like it's so weird. <laughs> it's so, it's all so weird. God. <laughs> Woo. Man. What a ride. Wow, Dale. Uh, should we cut to uh, voicemails? Yeah voicemails uh you could send yours to bat and spider pod at gmail.com 
Send us your voice memos. Send us your emails, whatever you want. You can also call our official Bat and Spider hotline at 315-544-0966. First up is TJ Hamilton. Hi, TJ. TJ. I'm s- hey guys, I'm so behind on watching along with you guys, but I still enjoy the show. Just to clear up my bowling story from last week, we did wear our normal clothes. Mm. <laughs> when we went bowling to when we went to bowling class in junior high, no need for gym shorts. We did have to rent those bowling shoes though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Can you can, which imagine if you had to wear your gym clothes and then wear those bowling <laughs> shoes? God. Mike, what a setup. Yes. What a scene. And then I have to struggle with whether not to take a shower with everyone afterwards, if you can snake your oh, way out man, of it. That's the worst. Never showered. I never showered, Dale. Thankfully, I got no. away with it too. Uh, yeah, and never, never, never. Going to watch this baby movie tonight. Not sure if anyone can pull off an adult baby as skillfully as Joe Besser did with his portrayal of Stinky on the Abbott and Costello show. Wow. Link link below if you've never heard of this disturbing character. Is, uh, Tim Hamilton. <laughs> 70,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he might uh, he might agree and allude to that yeah that in in many of his he's a well-traveled, well-cultured man. Yeah. yeah. So he's either 70,000 or <laughs> he's just he's just learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you TJ. Thank you so much. All right. I'm a skin freak. <laughs> oh my god. Next up, Barf and Splatter, <laughs> the name of the, the subject of the email. What's up, Chuck and Dale? This is Kevin from the internet. Just calling to wish Chuck a belated happy birthday. I know Chuck. Yeah. What don't I know? I, I, tell me what Kevin I, I, knows. Let me push play. It's not my birthday. Push play. This is a joke. My birthday was a few days ago. You're 25 now, so <laughs> go out and celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Discovery Zone, or however a 25-year-old celebrates. And uh, congratulations to everyone around you for tolerating you for 25 years, including your brothers, Buck, Foreman's men, and Lucky, Foreman's, Foreman's, and whatever the other one's called, Foreman's men, and also uh, your significant other, Dale. There you go. Wow, thank you. Kevin Cablasto, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not on the Discord, you're missing uh, you're the m- the pure Kevin Cablasto show. You're missing it. Oh man, it's like it's 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 as uncut as the diesel that Emilio Estevez will sell. Uh, <laughs> Green Goblin, <laughs> Mac Truck. God, I gotta see that movie. <laughs> Chuck, I love that Green Goblin truck. It. It's so cool. Yeah, I know everyone hates that movie. Chuck. Do you hate that movie? Everyone hates it. No, I love oh, that. Good. I okay, love good. it. I love that movie. Can you imagine if you saw a Mack truck driving down the highway with a giant green goblin head on it? I would flip (sighs) my fucking lid. I would, I would would drive over the median. (laughs) Yes. Yes. To follow it. However many miles I need to follow Follow it it. into like the, uh, the loves, uh, truck gas station. Just so I can talk to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) How about the, how about the loves color scheme? It's one of it's the like OGs, yellow, right? black, and red, something like that. Yeah. yeah, loves, but it's like mustard yellow. Yeah, 
There's like a, a fairly new loves kind of near me. It's shocking oh, yeah? to see them building a new loves. I think I see one um, on my trip between New Jersey and North Carolina, but that's first time I drove west. I, I was like, I was introduced to loves because I had never seen them on the East Coast before. Uh, once you once you get far enough, you're like, holy shit, uh, loves got like a monopoly on this gotcha. truck station thing. It's wild. Yeah, man. When we do when we do our show on the road mm. and we do like remote location shows as during our road trip like different yeah. locations loves parking loves lot men's rooms yeah loves men's rooms shower stalls they have we can uh <laughs> broadcast from there <laughs> yeah we'll get we'll buy some like cheap old navy flip-flops so we don't oh, get the yeah. uh the fungus <laughs> you know I'm going to be honest yeah. with you, Chuck. I don't know if I've ever seen a, an, a, an elaborate, a truck stop as elaborate as that. So I might need to wit experience. Oh, really? Oh, what you yeah. just described. Oh, man. Yeah, man. They got everything. You need a shower. Uh, you need a, to buy yeah. one of those yeah. VHS TVs to install in your truck. Uh, you got, they got oh, everything. Oh, my God. They got everything. It's usually like an A&W uh, restaurant attached to it or something like that. Some greasy spoon, something. Another thing we don't really have in the Northeast, those A&W's. No. Man. Yeah. There, there used to be one. It was a, a, a A&W KFC combo. Wow. Wow. Store. Um, yeah, so action items at taking away after this meet, uh, this meeting. <laughs> Dale needs to see a legitimate truck stop. <laughs> one. Two, we need to watch Maximum Overdrive again. Yeah, I need to watch uh, Maximum Overdrive as well. Yeah, you need to watch it too, Chuck. And uh, I need to pick next week's movie. Oh, Chuck. Dale, pick it for me. 1966 mm-hmm. movie called Bloodbath. Ooh. Produced by Roger Corman, directed by Jack Hill, Stephanie Rothman. A painter of morbid art who becomes a murderous vampire by night and kills young women attempts a daytime relationship with a woman who resembles a former love and is also the sister of one of his victims. Oh, Dale. Man, you know how to pick them. I'm very excited about this. This has got me oh. creaming like Willie Beeman. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Hill, he's someone that I need to watch more of. I've seen Switchblade Sisters that he directed, which was an amazing movie. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard of Switchblade Sisters. Yeah. Speaking of like the baby big dick female energy you should watch switchblade sisters if you if you want okay strong female energy yeah i'm in for that um wow this is a great pick dale bloodbath look at that poster i know the shrieking of mutilated victims caged in a black pit of horror shock by shock you will feel the chilling terror oh and it's a lady yeah (laughs) she's like netted up and a rope net being lowered into a, a bloody bath. Like, like, yeah, like boiling blood. <laughs> yeah, boiling blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. If there's a pit of boiling blood, Dale, I'm going to lose my mind. I know. It, it, it's, on the, it's on the cover, so it must yeah. be true, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. It's on, it's on a streaming on Amazon Prime, as far as I know. That's Dale, it's 62 it. minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. 62 minutes. Jackpot. That's amazing. Wow. This is probably going to be our shortest episode yeah, um, or shortest that's, movie pick. That's great. Even shorter than uh, to... cat return of the cat people is like 71 oh, yeah. minutes or something. My God, is this a real movie? Is this a dream? Oh, it's my dream movie. 
baby. It's in Letterboxd, so it counts. Yeah. And who is Stephanie Rothman? Yeah, she's co-directing. That's what she's doing. Oh, she directed The Velvet Vampire. Didn't you see that? No, I've never seen. That's what I tried to watch recently, but the copy I found was dog shit, so I turned it off because I wanted to enjoy it. But yeah, she did Velvet Vampire, Bloodbath, Student Nurses, Terminal Island, Working Girls, Group Marriage, and It's a Bikini World. Film director, producer, and screenwriter known for her low-budget independent exploitation films in the 60s and 70s. I, we might just have like a, you know, she's only did seven movies, so yeah. let's just let's just Watch knock them all, all out. Yeah, Sid Haig is in the cast of Bloodbath Dale. Whoa, Sid Haig. <laughs> he plays tall beatnik. Can't wait. <laughs> this must be pretty close to um, my all-time favorite Corman movie I've ever seen is um, A Bucket of Blood. You ever seen that? No. With um, never seen Dick uh, Dick Miller stars in it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what year is that? I'm going to look it up. Oh, 59. Oh, wow. So it's before this. I'm officially adding it to the Bat and Spider watch list on Letterboxd. If you don't, uh, I guess you can't follow a list, but you can like a list. Um, you can follow along on there mm-hmm. on our Letterboxd list. And yeah, follow us on Letterboxd. We haven't talked about Letterboxd in a while. Letterboxd is the greatest place left uh, as far as social media sites goes. It's the only one that yeah. doesn't give me bad feelings usually. Um yeah. It's great. Totally. It's great. It's it's clean, it's beautiful, and um, you keep track of what you watch along with us. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, you know, I remember the days, like, uh, the thing I like about it is, like, I just keep discovering more and more movies, um, especially the types of movies we watch, but, like, like if yeah. no one's guiding your hand, it's really hard to, like, kind of seek this stuff out and find it. But Letterbox is a really, really good way to do that. If you like start following the right people and see their reviews come in and seeing like what they've reviewed, it's you can like yeah. start to get the lay of the land and find these yes. gems, you know? Yes, exactly. You start to realize who you can follow to get the same kind of vibes yeah. that you're looking for and stuff like that. Uh my personal Sherpa, uh Anna Ghoul. Oh yeah. I I mean I I just follow them to the moon and back because I just see what they have watched. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just like immediate, like if there was just a way I could just put everything on my watch list that they just <laughs> yeah. watched immediately. <laughs> and uh, for those in the discord friend remnant, uh, just like posts the most random stuff he finds on letterboxd and puts it in and it's totally bat and spiders vibes. Yeah. So. Remnant's being a very, he's being like a archeologist movie, archeologist, just finding these random movies and I, I always end up mm-hmm. adding them to my list because they always sound good. Yeah. Thank you. Remnant. Check out batandspider.com. Buy. We have a new crypt keeper coffin t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Designed by Chuck. Flying They're amazing. The we have bat and spider t-shirts, uh, which the profits go to movement for black lives. Mm-hmm. And we have stickers. We have a discord invite link. So check it all out at batandspider.com. Dale, I don't know how to end a show, but we're going to end this fucking show. Sorry, I swore. Why am I, I, have I sworn the most on this episode for some reason? Yeah, you're just like spitting it out like, <sighs> man, I don't know what's like you got demons me. in you. It's up with me. It's all right. All right, folks. All right. Love you. Love you. Take it sleazy. I'm hitting stop.
Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.